This is Melinda with Sports Network. We are live on Twist Talk Network tonight. Excited to have our guests on with us. We'll get started with her. Women in Motorsports is brought to you by the International Women's Motorsports Association. We were founded last November, and our goal is world that are involved in motorsports of any kind. So we're excited to have a young lady that I feel like I've known for a long time. We tried to meet up at the PRI show and that didn't work very well. We were both going different directions. But um, we uh, met, I guess you could say, quite a few years ago. McKenna Haas is a sprint driver. I'll let her tell you when. A few years ago, she had been in a race and she had gotten hurt. So I sent her a card and uh, just developed some things back and back and forth. And so um, we're going to be able to have her on tonight. Are um, you okay? Yes, I can. Okay, that's awesome. So, um, McKenna, why don't you, I'm going to let you do most of the talk. did something the other night just really impacted me, and I'm, I know it did a lot of other people, too. Um, what McKenna probably won't tell you is all of the things that she does outside that other people's lives. She's a busy gal, but I'm going to let you where you live, how you got started in racing, just kind of your story. So I, uh, I'm a Kennehassee. I'm from Des Moines, Iowa, and I'm 21 years old, and I started racing when I was 13. Um, I originally met a NASCAR driver in a shopping mall, and that's how I got started following racing. And then I also had a cousin that raced micro sprints too, so that's how I found dirt track racing. And uh, just through a series of events, I... Um, started my own team when I was 12 and have been running my own team ever since. And now I race 360 sprint cars at Knoxville Raceway primarily. 12 years old, you started your own team. Maybe you should expand on that a little bit because that's uh, pretty adventurous and like a big undertaking for what do you mean by you started your own team? Well, I had like I had uh, um, already designed kind of uh, basically what I would want my team to look like if I ever could have my own race team um, because my parents would not let me race for um, ever since I got started being a fan in racing basically, and so it took like four years to talk them into it. So at that point, I'd already had a pretty good plan laid out, and I saved my own money. So I started with eight hundred dollars of my own money, and my parents helped out too, and then I went out and got. Um, a few thousand in sponsorship that year and then uh, now I run my team um, solely based on like sponsorship and merchandise sales um, that I go out and 
um, and get every off season and work on throughout the year. Okay. This one's good. Is that better? We'll see if the tech guy tells us that's better. Phone's in. So, Mike, tell me a little bit about what the other night about that post. Hello. Oh, you kind of cut out a little bit. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, had on on Facebook the other night and. Well, I founded my own driver development program in 2015 called Compass Racing Development, and um, it originally started as an opportunity to give a kid the chance to race that wouldn't receive one otherwise. And so now we've been doing that program for three years and it's had a lot of success. We've had about seven, roughly seven kids come through the program now. And Sunday um, was just a really cool day for us. And so instead of writing just like the regular race results that people normally post, I just decided to make it more meaningful. And so I shared the story of how Compass originally got started and um, and then I just talked about how there was a new kid in the seat, uh, this past Sunday, Garrett Tattnall, who's the son of professional sprint car driver, Brooke Tattnall. And he asked me, um, if there was any opportunities for, uh, his son to race and the kid that was originally in the cart who had. Um, had some family issues the past few years that prevented him from being able to race. Uh, his family was able to come up with the resources for him to be able to race this year. So he was in his own car and there was little Garrett Tattnall was in my 55 car. And so it was just really cool to see um, the way like the, the program impacted Gage, my original driver's family, and then Garrett this past weekend. Um, it was just yeah, it was just, I don't know, really cool just to see, like, so many things come full circle. And um, we had, like, some of our other families there, too. Um, another dad was there who his uh, daughters raced for me. And um, and then, like, my dad was there, too. And it was at the same racetrack that I used to race go-karts at when I was a kid. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess uh, that's mostly what Compass is. Um, I think we're having technical difficulties. Okay, so the question is, um, like my current 2018 plans and my last year season. So basically, um, 
outside of the driver development team, I still run my own sprint car team. So I race 360s at Knoxville on a weekly basis. And then we also travel as much as we can. Uh, last year was my first um, year in the 360. I ran 305s for three years before that. And uh, yeah, so this is my second year in 360. And so basically our goals this year are to improve on last year um, and hopefully finish consistent top 10s, top 5s. Um, my overall goal is to win in the 360 class in Knoxville since I won in the 305 class. I think it would be cool to win in all three classes someday. And so we're working on that. We're currently sitting eighth in points. Um, so we're off to a good start. We've been qualifying really good, but we just need to improve um, mostly in our heats and then somewhat in the features also. Um, we've traveled once this year, but our second, uh, like the second place we'll race outside of Knoxville is um, Donaldson in late May and then uh, Burlington also, I think. Um, sometime later this year, this month, I mean, um, and then we'll be at Knoxville in between. Okay. Mechanic, can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, I can see you. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. I was having some technical issues. I live in the country and I don't know if there was something going on, but anyway, so, um, so McKenna, I missed some of what you said, but I know you told about your story about why you posted that the other night. Um, it's amazing to me, all the things that you do outside of racing and if if you've already said that i apologize because I, I missed some of what you said but um if you haven't why don't you tell us what else you do besides being so involved in the racing community uh yeah we just talked about my sprint car season so um i haven't talked about that yet but right. um basically i'm also um a college student so i go to drake university and I'm a business studies major, um, and I'm president of the Drake Investment Club, and I'm in the American Marketing Association. I'm in a couple Christian ministries on campus, and I'm also on the College of Business Leadership Council at Drake. Um, so those are just some of the things I'm involved in, and then I do a lot of physical training outside of um, outside of racing. So like tonight I have gymnastics, and then I also do Ninja Warrior training and running and lifting. Okay, so do you ever have time to just sit down and do nothing? <laughs> uh, no, not really. No, not really. You're you're a pretty busy gal. So, um, who get, who got you started with your racing career? Well, other than meeting Casey Kane in the mall, not really. I mean, it wasn't really a family thing or anything like that other than my cousin that raced. Um, but they live like in Arkansas and stuff. And so... It was mostly just me following NASCAR, I guess. Okay. And so once you saved the money up and started your team, then were your parents pretty much on board after that? No. <laughs> no? Why, uh, was, was it because you were a girl? Was it because the expense? Do you know what, what was the reason for that? No, it, um, it was a lot of reasons, I think. Um, I think at the time when I wanted to get started in racing, it probably wasn't the best time. Um, with like everything that my family had going on in our lives and stuff. And then they just thought it was dangerous. They didn't understand it. They thought it was expensive. Um, yeah, they just didn't know anything about it. And even like throughout my career, it's been a struggle. 
up until this day, basically, sometimes, because uh, just moving up the different levels and the more dangerous it got, the more expensive it got, they were still against, or it's not that they don't, they never supported me because they've always supported me. It was just, I think a lot of it just scared them, basically. So Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about girls in racing. Um, the more I get involved, the more girls I meet. It's just crazy how it just, um, I, I was flicking channels the other night and I found some junior dragster girls and they just seem to be popping up in front of me. So that's kind of how we met, you know, Facebook. I, I saw the story about you. So how have you been treated as a girl in racing? Um, I would say I've had it both ways. Um, I would say that you really don't notice it that much until you get into like the higher levels, because when you're a kid, like there's not that much difference. Um, for the most part, I mean, you'll still get, you know, but when you're kids, it's just a lot different. Um, but I would say, um, at the higher levels I've had, um, I don't know. I've had kind of everything a little bit. I would say for the most part, like, like for instance, last week I made a tweet about it because last week was just a really good example of how a lot of the male drivers have been like really helpful for me and really respectful and just been a big part of my career. Um, but there's also been times that they've been a little, they've kind of crossed the line basically, um, and just been a little too hard on me and, um, and whatnot, but I think it's been cool to see like how much I feel like I've gained their respect. I guess it's not something that's just given out. It's something that's earned. And I feel like on the track, I've earned a lot of their respect. And I feel like when they're hard on me, it's for a good reason. And um, I just, yeah, I think it's really cool that they go out of their way to help me. Um, but like I mentioned, it's, I've had it both ways. Like it's been a drawback too. I've, I feel like I've experienced almost every type of negative probably that could come along with it. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear that the younger girls don't seem to have as much problem as the older girls do or the women. So tell me, you, you met Casey Kane and you said, I want to be a race car driver. What is it about racing that you enjoy so much? Why, why with all the things you're doing, why is that seem to be really one of the most important things to you? Oh, it is the most important thing to me by far. Cause like really everything else I do, is for racing, like all that other stuff I'm involved in is for racing. And I just feel like racing was my purpose in life and what I was called to do. And um, I think my biggest goal in racing is like, I love racing on the track and I love driving race cars, but I also love um, try, like, trying to have a positive impact on people and make a positive difference in the world. And I think the higher I can move up in racing and the higher levels that I can get, the more people that I can impact. And so, um, that's kind of what I love the most about it and just being a part of people's lives and, um, stuff like that. I just, that's really what I want to do. Okay. So I got to look over here, see what are, um, look at my questions. So what are some of the goals that you have for your racing career, both this year and then long-term? Um, this year I, I basically just want to have like consistent finishes and improve every week. Um, I'd like to get a win at Knoxville in the 360. Um, yeah. And overall, I mean, I'd like to race NASCAR. I've had some opportunities to do some testing and some racing on asphalt and I really enjoy it. And so I would, 
like to do that um, professionally. Um, but if not, uh, then I would like to just keep racing dirt professionally. Okay. Um, so are there a lot of other girls or women that race with you? Um, back from Knoxville? No, I'm the only one at, on a weekly basis. Um, and we have okay. about like 80 men, I think. Okay. And then what about other classes that race there? Are there women in those classes? No. No. That's unusual that you're the only one. Usually there's at least a couple. So you are in the minority, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't mind it. You don't mind it. No. So if if a little girl came up to you and said, "I want to, I want to race," um, what would you tell her? Would you encourage her? What would you say to her? Yeah, I'd encourage her. I mean, what I say to everybody is basically, if it's your purpose in life, then you should go do it. You shouldn't do something or not do something. Um, for any other reason, basically, like whether it's your gender, because someone told you to. And so I think, um, I think if a girl wants to race, nothing should stop her. Um, I think if she wants to be um, in a different career path, that's maybe related to racing, I would encourage that. I think a lot of times people forget about that in our sport, they focus too much on the drivers. And right. I think they should focus more on just careers in the sport too, that aren't drivers. Um, and like whatever their interest may be, uh, then they can do that in racing. Yeah, that's that's a good point because as I've met more and more people in racing, I just met a lady that flags for ARCA, and I met a lady that's on the pit crew for Chris Busher, and I met a lady that's a reporter, and then there's a lady that runs the office at Phoenix International, whatever it's called now. So there's a lot of opportunities really in racing for women besides the driver and even besides the pit crew that women could have an impact on the sport. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good point. So can you tell me what's been your proudest moment in your racing career? Um, I would say, um, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I should say like winning at Knoxville, but uh, I would say like Compass is actually probably one of the things that I'm most proud of just because it's not about me. It's about other people. And I think that's really or should be like the ultimate goal in anybody's life. Um, okay. Cause people don't really remember your racing accomplishments as much as they do. Um, like the impact that they had on you. So I think that's compass is really important to me. That's, that's another good point. Um, a lot of people aren't going to remember next week who won last week, you know, people and yeah. the they might a few times, but not all that often. Whereas, like you say, if you have an impact or you make a big contribution to the track and the people, that's that's important. So um, so who helps you with your car? Does your dad help you or do you have a crew chief? What's how's that work? I have a hired um, I hired a crew for the first time last year. And so I have like a full time crew chief and then my dad also helps out. OK. All right. And do you have any marketing partners? Yes, I have a little over 30 this year. Okay. Are there any of them that you want to mention, or is that too many? Or you don't oh, want to um, I mean, Wyckoff Heating and Cooling is my primary this year, and this is their, I think, third year um, with our team. And so I'm super grateful for their continued support because uh, we definitely wouldn't have been able um, to do this without them. And um, Tirander and Sport and Essential Water and Bubbler Water um, are all great product um, drink sponsors of mine that I love. 
and products that I love. And Iowa Select Farms and Casey's General Stores have also been on board with us for a while. And so we're excited to have them back this year. And um, yeah, we hope to be welcoming some new ones here this summer. Good. That's good. Every little town in Illinois and Iowa has a Casey's, don't they? Yes. <laughs> People in Michigan probably don't really know what that is. And I don't know about other states, but I grew up in West Central Illinois and pretty much every little town has a Casey's. That's their go-to place, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're in about 14 states. Yeah. Okay. So if you, um, do you have a race that is particularly special to you or on the other side of that, maybe is there a race that you wish you could run over, do over? Um, you mean races that were special in the past? Yeah. Um, I would say um, June 18th, 2016 uh, was my favorite win of my career because I started like sixth in the feature and it was only 15 laps and it went almost green to checkered and I came from the back and won against one of my biggest competitors. And so I was probably at Knoxville. And so that was probably the most exciting win of my career and probably the happiest I've ever been after a win. So that was pretty special. Um, June 21st, 2014 would be hands down the one that I would take away uh, mm -hmm. because I was in a bad crash and got a really bad concussion. And so uh, that's one that I uh, wish I could take back. Yeah, I figured. I That's the one where I saw on Facebook about you. I had no, no idea. No, that was the or, other one. Oh, that was the other one. Oh, yeah. gosh. I didn't know there was two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> what year was the other crash? That was August 28th, 2015, a year later. Okay. All right. So no crashes this year, McKenna, promise. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So let me see. Um, so during the off season, I know you go to school and all those activities. Um, what's your favorite thing to do like for just to relax? Do you, do you ever just hang out with your friends or just do something fun without all the, I know you do a lot of training. So. Yeah, I have a lot of friends um, that I've been blessed with just because um, all the different kind of communities that I'm involved in and sports and school and racing. And so I really like spending time with my friends. Um, and I also like to read um, a lot. And so I read a lot of books and I like to write also. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just like to be active, I guess. And um other than that, I guess I don't really know what I do in my spare time. There's not a lot of it, I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what do your friends think about you racing? Like when they when you were younger and then now? What oh, when I, when I was in middle school, people used to make fun of me and stuff. And I'd like leave classrooms and stuff because they wouldn't shut up about it. But now, like, they think it's the coolest thing in the world. And um, some of my friends from college were there last weekend for the first time. There was like five of them that came down, so that was really cool. And one night they were all there for a big win, and they just think it's really, really cool. Um, to I think it's something that, I mean, obviously everybody knows I'm a race car driver at school, but mm -hmm. um, and they hear me talk about it, but it's you don't really understand it until you see it in person. And so I think right. uh, they're always pretty surprised by how big of a deal it is. Yeah. I think what I think one of the things that surprised me the most, I used to just go to the races and sit in my spot, you know, and then uh, my son had a race car. And so then I started going into the pits before the race. And the first time I did that, I can remember thinking, 
wow, there's a lot to this more than just unloading your car and getting on the track. And I yeah. think a lot of people miss that part of it. It's, it's a, it's way more work and it's, there's a lot more that you do before you race to get ready. And so that's, you should encourage your friends to come into the pits and, and watch, because I think that's a pretty cool perspective. So McKenna, you're a good student. You're in all these activities. What motivates you to do all these things? Um, I would say like one of the things is just that I enjoy them. And I would also say, um, yeah, like I said, it's just kind of, I just feel kind of called to do them all or like, that's kind of my purpose in life. And, um, I've been blessed with the opportunity to do so many different things. Like not everybody has those chances. And, um, I just feel like it was from a very young age, I was preparing for this, I guess. Like I've always been into business since I was a kid and just, um, kind of a daredevil and, um, athletic. And so I think now, even though some people think I'm young at 21, I feel like it's something that I've been preparing for, for a really long time, whether I knew it or not. And, um, yeah, I just think it fits me. And when you're doing what you love, you can cram a lot more into a day because, um, you enjoy it, I guess. And everything that I do is kind of different. And so I don't really get tired of one thing very easily. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, is there a track that you haven't raced at that you would like to race at? Um, I would just say like, it's not so much the tracks as much as it is as it is the cars. Like I would like to drive a midget and I like to race more asphalt. Okay. All right. So I know you're going to be racing in Quincy, Illinois. That's kind of down in my old neck of the woods. So you race mostly at Knoxville, but where are some of the other places that you go? Um, well, I'm running the Sprint Invaders Tour this year, which is basically around Iowa, like Burlington, Donaldson, Quincy, um, some of those places. And then I also hope to go to Nebraska um, this year. Last year, I went to like California and um, like North Carolina and Florida. So uh, just, I guess, wherever, it, wherever the road takes me, I guess. <laughs> okay. So when you travel and do that, then your dad, your parents go with you and your crew chief and then... Is that it? It's just the three of you that are there to, to work on the car? Um, if I'm with my sprint car team, but like when I went to Florida, or well, not Florida, but North Carolina, California, I did all that by myself, and I just drove other people's cars. Really? Oh, yeah. so you just went, and they had the car ready for you when you got yeah. there. Okay, well, that's kind of cool to do that. You get to see a lot of the country, and, yeah. and don't have to haul the car with you the whole time, so that's good. Uh-huh. So, what's your car number? 55. Okay, and how did you choose your car number? Well, when my parents wouldn't let me race, I went to Sideways Karting Center every weekend, which is just like a recreational go-kart track. And I went there so often that I memorized all the different cars and how they handled, and the 55 was the fastest one. So I just started driving that one every time I went, and so they started calling it mine. And then when I got my own race car, um, I kept the 55 after that. That's my favorite number, so there you go. That's why I wondered <laughs> how you picked that. So is there someone special at Knoxville that you particularly really enjoy racing against because they give you a lot of competition? Yeah, Clint Garner probably. Um, even though, yeah, he's, like, really good. And um, he, like, helps me a lot and stuff. And he's a really good sport. And so I really like racing Clint. Okay. Well, that's good. It's good to be friends off the track and be competitive on the track. So that's a good thing. 
Yeah. So, um, tell me what, what else can you tell us about yourself or your racing that I haven't asked you about? Um, I, wow. I don't know. Um, I guess maybe like some people probably don't know how much of like the bit, how much of it is a business for our team and, um, how much of that that I spend my day doing, like I'm sitting in my office right now and, um, I have like merchandise boxes behind me getting ready to ship out that I just put together. And behind that is all the merchandise. And so uh, we have great fans that support us by buying our merchandise and that actually funds a lot of our team. Um, okay. And so that takes a lot of time and there's a ton of papers all over the place for <laughs> my sponsors. Like we do campaigns for most of our sp um, 30 sponsors or so. And so it's, um, a lot of work, but a lot of fun doing all of that stuff. And so that takes up most of my time during the week. And then I also try and work on the car as much as I can. Um, but not as I don't get to as much as I used to. Okay. Do, I, and you know, I, I mean, we have sprint cars around here, but the two tracks I go to on a weekly basis, they don't come that often. And there's, it's a ways for me to go to a dirt track. So I'm still learning about a lot of that. That's not as familiar with me. So, um, does your car require a lot of maintenance or things in between the races or just only if you get like wrecked or whatever? Um, there's some maintenance in between races, but like at Knoxville, for example, we don't really have hardly any time in between races to make big changes. And so, yeah, if you tear anything up, you have to change it and we'll make little changes and adjustments in between races. But other than that, just during the week, the whole thing gets um, washed and cleaned and taken apart and put back together again. Okay, so you take it apart just to see if there's something that looks like might be a weak link that would break when you race. Is that what you're doing? Um, kind of. I mean, yeah, you got to check everything to make sure there's yeah. nothing broken. But you also, it's just basically uh, keeping your stuff clean um, is really important and it just in good condition. And the engines are really temperamental. And so um, you just have to go through and like re-grease stuff or um, okay. whatever. Okay, so um, can you tell us, since you were talking about your shirts and that, and that's how you support your team, why don't you tell us where people can find out, like, where you're going to race, how do they buy your shirts, that kind of thing. Yeah, so my website's uh, www.mckennahassey.com um, with two A's and one S in my last name, and uh, that's where you can get all my merch online, and then my schedule's on there also and news and stuff like that. And so uh, we're kind of in the process of updating it right now for the 2018 season, but uh, most of it's accurate. And, um, and then we're on all the social media channels also. Okay. Um, another question I have for you that brought to mind is, so are there little girls, I'm sure you have autograph night there. So are there very many little girls that come up to you at the races since there's only one girl driver yeah, I mean, I would say I actually have fans of all ages. Like, yeah, I have a lot of little girls, but I have grown men, parents, everything in between. Um, I try not to, like, just – well, I mean, yeah, like, I just kind of try and um, get to know everybody at the track, basically. And so that's why I have a wide variety of fans. And uh, we do have – we have autographs after every race, and they're about – well, I always have a lot. Thankfully, have a lot of really great people that stop by and – um, so they're about an hour or more, um, okay. of autographs to get through everybody and give them candy and 
um, nice. and whatnot. So about how, how big is the track at Knoxville? It's um, about five-eighths or a half mile. Okay. All right. And do they have a lot of people that come to watch? Is yeah, we have about like three to 5,000 wow. uh, a weekend and about like, I think um, 150,000 a year and probably like 30,000 or so at nationals. Nice. Okay. And are those the end of, are those in September? The nationals? August. Oh, in August. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good amount of people every week. So how yeah. far is Knoxville from where you live then? It's only about half an hour. Okay. So that's good. That's close. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I met the guys. I met a couple guys that run Knoxville at the PRI show. And then of course, knowing you race there, that's on our list. I've, I've given my husband a list. These are my, my primary people. I want to go watch race this summer and you're on that list, McKenna. So cool. um, we'll be there to see you at some point. Awesome. Uh, I don't really have any more questions. I can't, if there's, questions from the audience i can't see them so hopefully larry or somebody maybe knows usually i can see the questions but on my phone i can't so um maybe he'll okay he said no questions so they are just listening to us so um good mckenna i if, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us or tell us about mm, i don't think so uh, thank okay. you for having me <laughs> oh i apologize for the internet issues at the beginning. I'm sorry about that, but um, I'm glad we got it figured out. I appreciate you. Oh, he's got a question. He's going to send it to me here. Just a second. No problem. <laughs> We're doing this the old fashioned way. He's, he's Facebook messaging me no since problem. I can't see. <laughs> this is only the second week that we've done um, the Facebook live before it was just on the phone. And so we we're working out a little bit of the bugs on my end and not their end. It's my issue. So yeah. the question was, are you ever coming to Michigan to race? I know the answer, but I'm going to let you tell them. Well, no, I mean, not, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> just Cause it's kind of far away Yeah. and I don't really know if they have my class there, but um, yeah, maybe someday. Okay. We'll have to look into that and see if we can get you up here sometime. That would be great. So yeah. Yeah. I know it's about, I think I'm nine hours from, or no, I'm seven and a half hours from you. So not too bad of a trip. Yeah. So McKenna, thank you so much for fitting us into your schedule and, and getting on here and sharing your story with us. I loved uh, the Facebook post last night. And if you folks haven't heard it or, or haven't read it, get on her Facebook page, like her racing page, go in and order a t-shirt. Let's help this young lady keep racing because she's got a lot of potential and she does a really good job and I'd like to see her keep racing. So we have to support each other and that's what we want to do. So McKenna was in uh, one of the issues of our magazine. So that was pretty cool. And um, I really appreciate you being on with me tonight, McKenna. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for all your support.